So yeah, back to your question about Stilo. So Stilo itself, what are we? We are early stage tech company founded by myself and as much as I say it was founded by myself, it's from the background of the whole BBK London movement from the get to the great mistakes and all that kind of stuff. So we've been moving around for some years before Stilo actually popped up. But Stilo itself, as I said, is an early stage tech company. What we set up to do is basically build tech for the community. My community is talking about fashion, music, culture, art, like to come in. There's so many different areas that we can put into that, but basically whatever our community is involved in, right? So at first we started off with a notion of building an app to allow stylists to rent clothes because one of the things you'll find in that stylist in our community, whether you're your new stylist or old stylist, without a, a co-site as it were, it's hard to get the right visibility to allow you to grow. So that's the kind of the pain point that we, we set out to address. Ladies and gentlemen, you are now tuned into Telescope Vision's Golden Generation, where each week we're dedicated to bringing you the most prominent artists who are going to be a force to be reckoned with in the future, but more importantly, who are breaking down barriers and doors globally now. We really do strive to be able to give you guys much needed inspiration, value, and motivation to any of you who have aspirations into entering the creative industry, the business world, or the sports world. I really just had to take a breather right there because it's honestly been been a while since I've done a podcast. I've taken a break for a bit just to re-strategize and recharge, to be honest, as we enter this new year and new season for Golden Generation Podcast. And this short period being away from doing the podcast, it, it really has opened up my eyes as to how much I really love connecting and listening to so many diverse and interesting people. And it really just is a blessing from God to be able to do what we do. And we're grateful for all the opportunities that he presents us. And I really just want to give him recognition for this platform and allowing us the opportunity to have the guests that we've had on. There's a beautiful Japanese proverb, Ichigo, Ichie. And when translated, it means this moment is this now and now alone. It will never happen again. In the essence of that proverb, it really teaches us to, to cherish each moment and really immerse ourselves in this present moment. And I find myself reflecting over this proverb as I had finished interviewing today's guest on today's episode. And it really is or was surreal being able to to talk to someone that you really look up to and someone that really has inspired you over these years. So given the significance of the first episode of the new season, we brought in a special guest from the UK in London, Lasher. He is the CEO of Stilo. He is an extremely talented creative and he's someone who has been very influential towards shifting culture for Africans, but also for those in London. So we had him on board in this episode and we chatted all things about Stilo. We chatted about his creative influences and we talked about the vision for Stilo and the strategy that they see ahead for, for this year. So without any more further delays, let's get into the episode. 
So we'll Toby drop that beat and let's get into it. You're now tuned into Telescope Vision's Golden Generation, and today we have a really exciting episode lined up for you. Today we have a guest who is a pioneer, is an incredible creative, an esteemed model, as well as the founder of Stilo and someone who I see as the Forest Gump of culture. So please welcome Lash onto the show. Thank you. Thanks a lot, guys. It's a pleasure to be here. Really, I'm just grateful for this moment. Um, I know there's a lot of listeners out there who, who haven't heard of Stilo before. So do you mind just explaining what exactly Stilo is and the vision for the company? Absolutely, I'll dive straight into that. But before, what I want to even ask, I think it'll be interesting for at least Michael, oh, our Stilo community, as well as your listeners, to see how this session came about. I think it's quite unique how this session actually came into fruition. So let's start there and then I can dive in to the Stilo, if you don't mind. Yeah, sure. So Telescope Vision started about in 2020 and it was basically a collective and a space for young creatives in South Africa to congregate together and really discuss culture. And through that, it kind of developed into a fashion brand, but with, as time moved on, as COVID-19 came, we kind of saw a gap within the media space. So we started dabbling in more within film as well as podcasts. And we found that we're able to connect more culturally with people through podcasts as we're able to have lengthy conversations about what's actually going on within South Africa and as a country and how we as a youth can, can take things forward and really try influence the culture within South Africa. And then even where did we meet again? I'm just trying to remember what city we met in where you first asked me to jump on this podcast. So we, yeah, we, we met on the, the Steelers Discord platform and I really was really interested and really amazed by how you were very engaging on the, the wellness forum. And wellness is a really special part for me because I, I really take health as a priority in my life. So being able to connect with you on, on that um, health forum, wellness forum actually was really special. And then through that, I actually just realized Stilo is actually a really wonderful platform that puts the community first. And in South Africa, we have this term called Ubuntu, which means that which is done should be done for the greater good of the community. So I just thought that if we can have you on this podcast and younger kids out there are able to really understand how you got to where you are and really understand how you can go through so many challenges, but still reach your goals and still be ambitious and really try to do your best to help the community. Thank you, I, I really appreciate it. I didn't mean to kind of flip the mic back on you, but definitely there's a, a little plug in there for our Stilo Forum Discord, where as you said, that that's where it all happens. This was generated from there. So you see us always pushing the Stilo Forum and the Discord server a lot, but that is because that is where a lot of our decisions, a lot of our projects and a, a lot of our initiatives will start to come out of. So yeah, thanks for that. So yeah, back to your question about Stilo. So Stilo itself, what are we? We are early stage 
tech company founded by myself. And as much as I say it was founded by myself, it's from the background of the whole BDK London movement from Skepta to Greatness Sex to all of that kind of stuff. So we've been moving around for some years before Stilo actually popped up. But Stilo itself, as I've said, is an early stage tech company. What we've set out to do is basically build tech for the community. My community, we're talking about fashion, music, culture, art started to come in. There's so many different areas that we can put into that, but basically whatever our community is involved in, right? So at first we started off with a notion of building an app to allow stylists to rent clothes because one of the things you'll find in that stylist in our community, whether you're, you're a new stylist or old stylist, without a, a cosign, as it were, it's hard to get the right visibility to allow you to grow. So that's the kind of the pain point that we we set out to address. In that, we started getting a lot of video content, and this is absolutely hand in hand with what you just said. That during the COVID period, we started to to get some video content, and it turned out as much as we we're doing our styling projects, the video content is what our community really liked and really jumped onto. So being a you know a nimble startup, we quickly pivoted towards putting the content at the forefront of our offering. And on the back of that, we built our cedarstyle.com where we currently offer our video on demand uh, services, which we are calling our season one. But that's how Stilo came about. What are we, as I said, early stage tech company trying to build tech for the community, fashion, music, culture. Amazing. I'm really curious as to what is the inspiration towards creating and, and, and starting Stilo? Um, yeah, that's, a, that's an interesting question. So I don't know if you've heard of I've probably done any one or two other similar kind of podcast interviews, but my background is actually tech. Putting all the fashion side to the um, fashion to the side for one second. I've got a IT background. I spent seven years working for a company called Cisco. So I've always been very, very close to tech. And what basically came about is a long couple with like my fashion experience, touring the world with Skepta on the music side, as well as just the whole culture around that. I tried to couple these two worlds together, both tech, fashion, culture, music, whatever you want to call it, together. And that is where Stilo came about, right? Because looking around our industry, again, fashion, music, there's not really any any real savvy tech platforms that were out there at the time of launching. So that was the notion and that is where it came about, really building up on my strengths and bringing those two together to, to, to form a Stilo as you see it today. Okay, I see that. That's amazing. And I know Stilo was kind of established, if I'm not mistaken, halfway through 2020. Yeah, correct. July of 2020 is when we first launched it. Absolutely a full-grown um, COVID baby, if you like. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure since then it's been a really interesting and introspective um, journey. I'm sure since founding Stilo, there's been a lot of challenges. What would you say have been the three biggest challenges that Stilo's faced and how did you guys manage to overcome them? Three biggest challenges. So that you can you can look at challenges as like outside world challenges and then internally. I'm gonna probably pick one or two from each. So internally, I think our biggest asset is our community. And amongst our community is our team, right? So one of the biggest challenges I found is making sure that I'm just having the right resources and the right team around us. So in terms of like that's one team resource, right? And I'll, I'll elaborate on that a little bit. We still haven't raised anything serious in terms of money. You know, we've brought one or two friends and family investors on board. So some of that is the balance of being able to kind of fuel the work we're doing, the travel we're doing, the projects we're doing, 
amongst being able to keep the lights on in terms of funding. So that kind of resourcing team is always a challenge I think most startups are going to face, but that's definitely the one we've gone through. And the reason why it's so important to us is because the team are doing the makers, right? So that's probably one. Uh, another challenge, what's one of the biggest challenges students face? Again, scale. And it's going to fall back into um, the resource, but scale. We're, you know, our three key hub locations is London, Lagos, and LA, only because I spend a lot of time in those three cities. Saying that, we do touch Ghana, we do touch New York, we do touch Paris. It's the ability to have uh, that kind of worldwide fair spread in those different cities. And then this is a bit of a plug, I apologise, but that's where like the forum come into it because that's our ability to create a space where all these different cities can be there together and get involved. And of course, we can find different ways to do activation projects in the different cities, but it's being able to just touch all these different users and different community members in these spaces and giving them the same kind of experience that we want everyone to have worldwide. So that's another challenge. And again, going back to resource, hopefully, I think we're, we're planning to um, solve this year and then finally i'll say keeping keeping with the times and when i say keep with the times we are a tech company as i said an early stage tech company so our mind is on nfts crypto web3 metaverse all that great stuff but then there's a big gap between potentially where our community is in terms of knowledge in that space right so it's very very important for us to make sure that we're bringing our community forward with us and educating them. So one of our key challenges is making sure that we're not going too far without leaving our, leaving our community behind. So that challenge of making sure that gap is not too wide in what we're innovating and where we're going from the bleeding edge and leaving our community still without any understanding of what we're doing. So that's, I'll say, another challenge that answers your questions. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned um, in your third point how Steelers looking to be involved heavily within the NFT market space. Um, I know that a few years back, you guys made a collaboration project with Skepta, the Steeler and Skepta. Sure. Is that a token project or an NFT project? Yeah, that was an NFT project and that was really a proof of concept, right? So that's one of the things we do a lot at Steeler. We do a lot of experiments, a lot of tests to prove the concept before we go and build a whole kind of technology stack around it right so that was actually a proof of concept where we used part of our content and we released the nft one to learn the process but also two to get our community familiar with what the space is and where we're going so that was actually an nft and on that same note the plan is to release further nfts in that same kind of format in over the few months which again will be available to our community to, to purchase and buy and there's a whole kind of spiel about where we're going off from that now we'll also encourage people to jump on the discord because we're having a lot of conversations about where that's going but in short we would like to look to give more ownership back to our community and we're going to do that through casino token which is uh, that's probably the first time i've announced it publicly but casino token that we're working on this year so if you talk about our journey first we built a product that people wanted then we built a community around that product and now we want to give a bit more ownership back to our community of that. okay that's that's amazing what would you say is Steeler's strategy going to be towards, because you mentioned earlier on with your second challenge, towards Steeler trying to bridge the connectivity between London and, and Africa? Mm -hmm. So London, I think, well, Africa is a massive place, right? So, you know, we're, we're very, very heavily on the ground in Nigeria, but definitely it will be through bringing our community together, right? So even going back to what I said about giving ownership back to the community. The more we can start to give ownership to different members in our community, a lot of those can start to kind of lead the charge in their cities for us. 
So for example, one of the things I'm encouraging is creatives in different cities to reach out. So if we do have projects or opportunities over there without having the resource over there, we can lean to them to get involved, right? So it's more about giving more ownership, more control back to the community and allow it to be a bit more autonomous. And by that, what I mean is allow someone in Zambia, for example, I mentioned Zambia because that's where my mum's from, um, someone in Zambia to say, I've got this great project, I think Stilo would be able to do a great job here and then we can work with them on ground to make it happen. So I think it's more of those kind of partnerships and uh, collaborations that we're going to kind of focus on moving forward. And that is all towards the whole, uh, I don't want to start dropping too many buzzwords to confuse the community, but a decentralised autonomous organisation, a DAO, is the direction that Stilo wants to move towards. And by doing that, we're empowering more of our users and our community to have more ownership and control over what we do globally. That answers your question. Yeah, that definitely answers my question. And from the likes of it, it seems that Stilo wants to be heavily involved within various African countries. Does Will Stilo be expanding their reach outside of other African countries other than Nigeria and Ghana within the next couple of years? Absolutely. I'm definitely going to be, as I mentioned before, Zambia is my, my mother's country, so I'm going there this year. I've got a lot of... Um, I don't think projects, it's not so directly related to tech per se, but you know, I've got a lot of farming in mind, a lot of kind of agriculture ideas and bits and bobs that definitely I'm going to start exploring over in Zambia, which will definitely relate to some of the work we're doing with Stilo. So Zambia is definitely somewhere that we're going this year. As in South Africa, you know, this podcast is is was exciting to me, not only because South Africa is so close to Zambia, but also because South Africa is leading charging music today. You know, I'm a piano is killing everywhere, I, every club I go into. So these yeah. are different reasons that I want to get even deeper into. But again, going back to my first challenge I mentioned, it's that ability to scale and the resource to make us be able to kind of make the most of those cities and what's going on there fairly. So yeah, we're working on it. It's something definitely that we would like to do, but it's all about, you know, timing and getting the right resource in, in, in place. Okay. I'm hoping you can help. Right? You know, this podcast you're giving us on the back of that, I'm, I'm going to explore ways where we could probably work together and kind of put our foot on the ground uh, more so where you are. And you didn't mention, where, where about South Africa are you at the moment? Uh, right now I'm in, in Johannesburg. Cool, yeah. So that's somewhere definitely want to start doing some more work. So I'm going to challenge you on, on live on your podcast to say, yeah, challenge us, put something on the table, let's get something moving because that's somewhere we definitely want to have a bigger impact. Yeah, that would be really great because I know there's a, there's a huge following basis with especially for Stilo in, in South Africa, particularly in Johannesburg. Beautiful, beautiful. Good to hear that. Lovely. Yeah, I mean, Stilo has been supporting a lot of local African brands. Um, what would you say, uh, or would St is Stilo intending to kind of support and kind of promote not so prominent African brands within Africa? So let me get an idea of what you define as prominent. Answer that question. What would you define as prominent? What kind of African brands you, you comes to your mind straight away when you say we support a prominent African brand? Just so I know where your mind's at. Um, I don't know if you know of a clothing brand called, called A Grade, A Grade Africa. A Grade. No, is that? Would you say that's a, a kind of popular one or is it up and It's it's a really popular brand. They they have actually moved to the the states now in Miami, and they're actually quite. They're called A Grade. I haven't heard of them, but I've just taken a note. I'm going to Google them. So to answer your question, absolutely. We would love to. Our thing is, we can, and we're always going to go back to that first challenge about our reach, but we would love to support as many up-and-coming or established African brands as possible because 
you know, the whole light is on Africa currently. And the more we're involved, the more we're helping with that. When that 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 brand becomes off-white in two, three years, I want them to remember us and all the effort that we put in to support them. So absolutely. But what I would say is that, you know, there's only so much we can reach and touch. We're open door policy in the sense that anyone who's got any notion and ideas of what we can do, reach out to us, you know, pitch us, reach out to us product ideas. But in terms of like fashion specifically, we have no intention really of at this time, you know, at least for the next year or so, we're bringing out a fashion brand and we're not trying to bring out collection of clothes, et cetera, et cetera. But what we're very keen on doing is doing collaborations. So if it's going to be helping with production, that's one thing, but also collaborating with some of these new brands to make clothes. So we are designers, we are models, we, we, we're kind of in that space as well. So that is what I would say that would be our segue into the kind of fashion space and hopefully to encourage some of these up and coming and established brands to get more visibility from, from, from Africa. Okay, definitely. You should also definitely check out my Corsa. They're also a really popular fashion brand. My Corsa. Perfect. Um, you mentioned early on that you your background is basically in the tech world, in the corporate tech world, and you've been there for some time now. What kind of I would say allured you or made you want to make that shift into the creative and fashion industry? There's probably a few ways I can answer this, but here's the thing, right? When you're working for a corporate tech company, you're learning a lot, but you'll get to a point where you hit a scene where you start running on the spot, arguably, right? I spent seven years in Cisco. I went through the grad program, worked my way right up to the biggest accounts they have. We're looking after American Express, UBS, and some of these big banks. So, I kind of worked my way up the ranks and realized that I've kind of got to the peak of where I wanted to get to in that space. And the most important thing, as I said, is that I'm not really working towards my company. You know, Cisco is not my company. No matter what I do, however many shares I own in it, it's not going to be anything substantial. So it's that ownership. I wanted to take ownership back on to what I'm doing and really, you know, create more of a passion for it that I want to do. So I actually resigned from Cisco before even launching the Stilo, more to go and explore what I want to do next. What is the next stage of my my life, my career? And that was basically where Stilo came out of. So I must emphasize, I actually took the bold step of resigning from... A, okay, right, let me explain this properly. As soon as I got the LV show with Virgil, probably a segue to some of the questions you may ask, but as soon as Ripley Peace Virgil gave the LV show, that was the kind of trigger point to say, all right, that's just time to resign because there's something else going on outside in the kind of creative world for you. Like for someone who's not a model, never modeled, never walked a show before, to be opening up LV for, for Virgil and Louis Vuitton is something that really you can't ignore. So that was a compelling event to make me resign. And on the back of that, spending a year or two, kind of, you know, a year or so, figuring myself out. And just before COVID hit, I thought, okay, Stilo. That's when I launched it with the fashion in mind, fashion styling in mind. And then as we moved into the COVID period, that's when it really hit home. Oh, we need to have more ownership of what we do, guys. And, you know, fortunate enough, I already put the framework in place to start building that. So that was the kind of the journey into Steeler, if you like, as I answered your question. Yeah, that, that really honestly answered my question. Um, so moving on, I mean, you mentioned early on, like you were able to link all these pieces together. And obviously through doing that, you're building so many different relationships and, and bonds. And through that, you obviously met up with a lot of people in such an organic way. Um, where each person was kind of getting a lot of value exchange from each other. How would you say the, the likes of you and Dex managed to join heads? Well, that goes back way, that goes back to school. So uh, great mistake that these skeptics cousin. So Whoa. <laughs> I met, yeah, so I met 
great respect through Skepta. So um, Skepta and I have lived long. We've known some of Yolks, I don't know how long, 10, 15, but we live very close. We had to live in the same area. We live very, very close. Actually, to be specific, Skepta was his mum and my mum, next door neighbours, right? So we kind of grew up together from the age of like when I was 15 onwards. And through that relationship, I met Great Mistakes. And then we've just been friends since, right? We've done all kinds of bits and bobs. Early days, we used to run around the roads together doing bits and bobs, clubbing, doing touring, sidewind, the Eskimo dance, kind of UK uh, rave with Skepta. That's where we first started. And then we just kind of evolved. And then I think it's a big, I have to always shout out Skepta because all these work around um, his tour is what took us to the US, made us meet some of the people you mentioned about. It's through that that platform of Skepta and his music that allowed us to go out into the world and start to meet and see a lot of these things. And then from that, you know, Skepta, um, sorry, Dex, Dex was with us on tour and then, you know, the, the rest is history, right? So we've been traveling the world in all different aspects of life for some time now. And now he's just definitely very close supporting the scene as you know, we support the set effort and the greatness effort. If you look at our different pillars, you can look at greatness text holding like the, the cultural kind of African flag, if you like. You've got the Skepta holding the music and the culture side. And then of course, the Stilo side of it, holding like the tech and fashion side of things. That's how the kind of pillars break in. But all together, we just create a very tight unit. Yeah, I mean, you, you guys are obviously formed such a solid team and uh, to go far, you, you can't just go far on your own. You need, you need a solid team behind you. So. It's really encouraged to hear that you you managed to build such a formidable brand amongst the three of you and you guys are all family. Absolutely, and that's the key thing. Uh, we are all family first, right? So all these kind of products, innovations that come out of us, they're just, you know, there's more to come. There's something you're going to hear about this year. I might even say it now. Skepta's releasing a uh, BSR, Big Smoke uh, record, which is the music label, which again, we're all working towards and we're all part of as well. So there's all going to be these projects initiatives that are going to keep coming out of us but this syndicate of Skepta, Lasher and Dex is, is, is a very tight one and it's going to go, continue to go as far as it needs to go Powerful, powerful stuff I mean I really want to give you your flowers while you're still here I mean I really want to commend you on your collaboration project with Pata, it was honestly incredible, like the attention to detail was honestly amazing um, do you kind of want to walk us through the creative process behind that collaboration and how it actually came into coming into fruition? Yeah. That's, that's, that's another good question because a lot of people probably wouldn't be aware of that collaboration again. So G. Patter has been someone who's supported me from day one. So when I say day one before, you know, I'm not really a massive Instagram guy. So in order to know Lash and what he's about, you're going to have to meet me in real life or least come across our movement in real life so yeah g is someone who's always supported me as i've said on other interviews he gave me my first gifting tracksuit g was sending me stuff way before any of these other guys right so we had a very very tight relationship early on so what happened if you talk about the journey i mentioned how i left sister i've done the movie show done a bit of modeling modeling started becoming too noisy in the sense that people only started knowing me through the Louis Vuitton show. So then I thought, you're missing 10 years. So I kind of shied away from modeling a bit. I, you know, between me and my friends, I say I'm retired, but you know, that's only an internal joke, right? But then I wanted to move towards more designing. So I've of course been designing from day one with Skeps on Main London. So I've also been into my designing for a long time. So that was really come about through a relationship between G and myself saying, yeah, I would love to do something, right? And, you know, I've done it on the Lasher name. I didn't have a clothing brand. I've done it based on me and my persona, if you like. 
between your relationships. So one thing I'll flag on that is relationships, you don't know what they'll do tomorrow. But the good ones, the meaningful ones, make sure they stay close to you because I'll never forget what G used to do to me. Um, well, used to do for me, should I say, sorry. But even moving forward to what he did with the, with the collaboration. So that came about with just a, a kind of a friendly relationship from knowing each other. In terms of the process, it was quite easy, right? Because I knew what I was wearing. It was built around what I wear and what I like. So, you know, I flew to Amsterdam for a few days, sat with the team, put some initial ideas together, put my mood board together, and then we're just back and forward because, you know, them guys know what they're doing. They've been making tracksuit and bags from one day, from ages ago. So it's all about just getting my character, my persona involved in it and putting some of my touches on it. So that was, but it's a very, very simple process. Wow. I mean, who would you say is your biggest creative influence? Wow, that's a big question. Biggest creative influence. Wow. It's going to be, it's going to sound a bit cliche. I would say, in some, I'm going to say two people. And apologies if I don't go as as far into the like the history as you may have liked, but two people. Um, the late Virgil Abloh, and I'll say him first because of what he's done with the, the culture of the fashion. He's taken it into, I'm not because he's come up with the best, uniquest ideas in the world, but it's the way his art's packaged it up, the way he's allowed someone from the street like Lashes to open Louis, how he's designed the plane, how he's done watch collaborations, the way he's taken the culture into so many pockets that even now he's passed, those pockets are familiar with us and our culture. That is going to last forever, right? So that's that's the influence that, you know, I, I like to call him our superhero. He's he, The thing he has done will keep ringing off for days and days and days. That's why we, we keep saying Virgil lives. That's one. Then the other, I have to say Skepta. And only because I can, I've grow, grown up watching Skeps. Skeps like a peer who I've watched come from this tracksuit to this place to that place. And to be honest, he, he's effortless in it. I don't think you've, you've ever seen him create music or design. He's effortless. He's got creativity coming out of his pores. So that's another guy that literally, if I want to think how something may look, oh yeah, how does that fit look? If I see Skep wearing it, I can visualize it. So they're my two names I'm going to call. They're very close to home, but they're the two I'm going to call out. You mentioned you're yours now. Go on. Tell me who's your, yeah, who's your top influence? I mean, um, fashion wise and creative wise, I'd say Ray Cool Cabo. Okay, nice. Yeah, she, she's really a big inspiration to me. And the second one I would say is, um, but uh, I don't know if you know him, Bernard Arnold. He's the, he's the head of the LVMH group. Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he really inspires me because he he was he's not necessarily creative, but like he's just business orientated and he understands exactly. And he he's taking exactly. the time to to new heights. And and it's his son who's leading charge a little bit now, right? As well, I've been seeing his son's name knocking around. Yeah, yeah. The I think it's the, the second born son that's it's it's he's heavily involved within the board. Oh yeah, yeah. I've been, I've, been, I've been seeing it and absolutely so the same reason I mentioned Virgil the same reason you mentioned it's the business it's the, it's the knowledge behind it that's what some people don't understand and I'll digress quickly not that they don't understand per se but they struggle to understand that there's a whole biz- being creative there's a whole business layer underneath it about how you package it how you take it to market how you refine it how you iterate and pivot according to what the market wants. There's so many different elements that sometimes it's not about just designing the jacket. There's so much. And that is what Virgil understood. He got that past anyone, right? And then, of course, Skep as well. I mentioned this. That's more of a creative. That 
tell him to do something, he will do it. There's nothing, you can't even call him a rapper because what hasn't he done, what can't he do? But absolutely, I agree with you. Thanks. I just want to see your opinion. Yeah, and I mean, just to touch on what you're saying, I think it's it's a beautiful aspect at the same time that these are both African men. So it's really inspiring for, for African children to see that people from Africa can play on the highest level and contribute to society and, and leave an impact, a lasting legacy as well. Absolutely. Yeah, and I, I know I was going to close on this, but it's probably a good segue to say it. But the two things I'll say there is number one, you have to be true to yourself because you can only be the best you when you're being true. Right? The minute you try and do too much or try and do what someone else is doing, it starts to get difficult and challenging. Right? And then the second one is to build on your strengths. But when you're building on your strengths and then being you, the rest is history. Right? People will see it, they might not like it today, but tomorrow someone might like it. But as long as it's true, and as long as it's you building on your strengths, it's going to be easy peasy. So a lot of the work I do, you know, I'm sometimes posting on Instagram, I'm sometimes recording, I'm trying to raise money with investors, I'm building decks, I'm doing all this stuff, but it doesn't feel as crazy as it sounds because it's my passion, it's what I'm good at, I'm just building blocks. My biggest challenge personally, not for Steelers, is time. I haven't got enough time to do everything I need to do. There's not enough time because, you know, as a founder, you want to be spending at least 40 or percent of your time innovating, thinking in the sky, thinking about what tomorrow meant, uh, Web3, and then 60% of your time is on like day-to-day -day admin and those kind of tasks. You can't really do that. There's not enough time to do everything. So even if you get 40%, you know, it's challenging. But sometimes you just want nothing on your brain to sit doing nothing so your brain can do what it needs to do. So that's what I'll say. Number one, stay true to who you are. Number two, build on your strengths. Okay, oh. sorry for that bit. Some powerful words of wisdom. I really want to be respectful of your time. I really just want to close off by thanking you again. I really am appreciative of your time and your your words of wisdom shared during during this session. Thank you. Thank you for being patient to get this time locked in and definitely went once already share the Discord on. And again, the, the plug of today's Dino Forum, DinoStar.com forward slash forum is where it all happens. Everything from governance decision-making projects like this, initiatives like this will all be coming out of there. So yeah, please, I appreciate your time. Thank you for the opportunity. Definitely. All right. And that's a wrap, folks. Thank you so much to Lash for really sharing with us the experiences that he's experienced so far in his journey, for sharing with us the real information that isn't really accessible out there, and for really showing us that if you're determined, if you're focused, and if you're strategic about what you want to do, you can achieve the things that you want to do in life. So I really want to commend you for what you've been doing and commend you for Stilo and really just wish you nothing but prosperity, success, and blessings for the year ahead. If you're looking to find out more about Stilo, you can follow them on Instagram and Twitter. Their handle is at Stilo, S-T-E-E-L-O. And you can check out their website and you can go subscribe so you can check out their content, Stilo On Demand. And their website is www.stilostyle.com. Man, Silver Toby's beats always have me feeling energized. So if you're looking to find out more about his music, you can definitely check him out on social media on Instagram and Twitter. His handle is at Sobertoby, S-O-B-E-R-T-O-B-Y. 
you definitely won't be disappointed. You can also check them out on Apple Music and Spotify. Phenomenal talent in the heart of Cape Town. As well as check out the artist from my main man, the little bro, Tristan Trey. His music was in the intro and the outro and you can find him on Apple Music as well. His handle is Tristan Trey. You definitely won't be disappointed. I'll put both Silver Toby, Stilo and Tristan Trey's handles in the episode notes if, if you are struggling to find them. If you're looking to find out more about the brand TSV, you can check us out on our website www.telescopevision.co.za You can take a look at our campaign and lookbook series. You can also place your order to cop yourself some merch from our recent campaign series titled Purpose. Definitely won't be disappointed if you're looking snazzy in the streets. I really am grateful for every single one of you who continue to listen to the podcast. This show would be nothing without you guys. So I really just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. But I am going to ask you guys one huge favor. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast and turn on your alerts so that you can receive notifications when new episodes are out. So with that, I think we can get into our daily words of wisdom. One thing that Lash mentioned towards the end is this theme of of being yourself, being true to yourself and really being able to to be comfortable being you. Because when you're being comfortable being you, you're able to reach your best version of yourself. You can't do that if you're not being yourself. You know, in the words of Deepak Chopra, when, when we move in authenticity, we create greater levels of empowerment. We create greater levels of creative self-expression and we create a better sense of overall well-being. This is because we're moving towards our true and greater self. And what you'll find is that your interactions with people become so much more organic and real and they become so much more fulfilling because you being able to engage with so many other people, being yourself and then being able to receive that version of yourself, it really is fulfilling and it gives you so much joy and fulfillment and the universe and God rewards those who who embrace who they are, who, who are grounded in being their true self, which is your higher self. So remember, see for what it is, not for what you want it to be. Peace out.